Good day, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Leadership in Quarters podcast. I'm Josh Selden, and I'll be joining you on this leadership journey. Episode one is all about culture. We'll go over what a culture is, why it's important, and what happens if we lose culture. So let's get started. I'll start this with a question. What does culture mean to you? We hear about culture in our everyday lives, especially around the workplace. A lot of times you'll see things like memes or posts on the internet, Facebook, Reddit, any place like that, about toxic workplaces, toxic cultures, and how people poke fun at them and use them as a reason to leave and look for other employment. A poor culture could also cause somebody to look for a different team, even within your same employer. So it's very important to have a strong, healthy culture. Of course, we have to start with the dictionary definition of culture, which is a combination of behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs that create the daily atmosphere of a work environment. But what does that really mean? Ultimately, culture should be based on desired behaviors and values. And that's it. There are a couple different kinds of culture, but at the core, that's what culture should be based off of. What the values are of you and your team, and what behaviors you desire to see from them, and they desire to see from you. And it's okay for cultures to be different between teams, even under the same roof. Different cultures thrive in different environments, and the environments can be in different pockets of your same organization. But ultimately, again, it all comes down to those behaviors and values that really drive the culture. The first type of culture that I'd like to talk about is what I call executional culture. This is what people do when you're not there. You try to drive a cultural change while you're there, but you can't be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you try to do as much as you can while you're there. You set expectations around the desired behaviors you have. You let people know what you do and don't want to see. One example of this is safety. Safety is a value that you'll find at pretty much any company or organization you work with. It is extremely important for people to be safe because no matter what we make, no matter what we do, we don't want anybody to get hurt. So this is a great example of the type of culture that you want to build in any kind of team that you have. So think about that. If you want to build a safety culture on your team, what do you expect? You expect people to execute their job safely. You expect them to not cut corners, not take the easy way. And so what's important with this is that you want to make sure that they can follow expectations without the need of oversight. This is because nobody will always be there to watch them. So how do you really drive that behavior and that culture through to the entire team so they do that while you're not there? How do you make it so they don't take the easy way out? And how do you make it so they keep each other safe? Ultimately, how do you make it so people want to do the right thing instead of they feel like they have to do the right thing because you're telling them to? Ultimately, if they don't believe it, if they don't believe in the message or the culture that you're trying to build, they won't do it. So one important thing to do is explain why we do it. Let them know why it is important for us to do this and what would happen if we don't. Communication is key and it has to be clear and concise communication on the message. So safety, for example, why do we do it? We want to make sure everybody stays safe and nobody gets hurt. Seems very, very simple. And just as simply, what would happen if we don't do it? If you don't follow this, then this is how you could get hurt. We would stop everything we're doing, and it could be something as simple as you needing a Band-Aid or as serious as you having to go to the hospital. But either way, there's been a negative impact due to some safety outage. So it's extremely important to let people know why we're asking this of them. Also, the other thing to think about as we talk about executional culture is you have to make it easy. You're trying to drive a cultural change across your organization, and if it is difficult for people to follow, they won't follow it. It is extremely tempting to take the easy way out of things. When you have to make a decision of whether you can do it the easy way or the right way, a lot of times people will pick the easy way, which could put them in a tough situation. So the main thing is, if you're trying to drive a culture, you should make it easy for the organization to follow any change you're driving. And finally, with executional culture, 
the toughest thing to do is figure out how you reinforce the culture, but not make that part of the reason that people do it. We'll talk in future episodes about something called reward and recognition, but ultimately you want to make sure that people aren't just doing what you're asking because they feel like they need to be rewarded. They should be doing the right thing and we'll reward them for doing the right thing and reinforce the cultural change we're trying to push. The other type of culture we have is something called morale-based culture. Someone explained to me once what morale-based culture is. Ultimately, it's how you feel the night before you're going back to work. That feeling in your stomach. Do you have a pit in your stomach or are you excited to go back to work? Even if there's indifference, that's okay. But it's a telltale sign of how your culture is if people dread going back to work. So think about your team. Think about your team members. Think about the culture that you've been building. Do you feel like you've built a culture in your organization that people dread to be a part of? Do people start thinking on Saturday how much they don't want to go to work on Monday? It's normal to not really want to go to your job, but it's not normal to dread and really not look forward to going to it. So how energized would these people be? How motivated would they be? How energized and motivated are your teams as they prepare to come in on that first day of work after their weekend or after their days off? What kind of results do you expect to achieve with people who are miserable to be there versus people who are happy to be there? In my experience, the happier people are, the more motivated they are to do their work and possibly go above and beyond for you. And that's why culture is so important, because if your team is happy and energized and motivated and you have a positive, non-toxic culture, those teams will go above and beyond for you. Your team, your leadership team, anybody you work with, even your peers will go above and beyond for what you're asking to do because they know you'll do the same thing because you're part of the culture. Everybody on the team owns culture. Everyone knows you have each other's back and you all move forward in the same direction. One critically important thing about culture, though, is making sure you have a clear vision that everybody is moving forward to. If everybody's rowing in the same direction, the entire organization will move forward. Think of a rowboat. If you have two people on a rowboat and they're both sitting on the same side rowing together, your boat is going to move in a circle. It is never going to move forward and you'll never make progress. Now think of these two people on opposite sides of the boat rowing together at the same time towards the shore. They have a common vision, they know where they're going, and they're working together to get there. Leaders own this. You can't build a culture if you don't have a clear, shared vision that everyone believes in and everyone works towards. And this is the only way to make sure that culture exists after you leave. Because how do you ensure that this culture that you've spent so long trying to cultivate and create goes on after you leave, after your teams leave, or after part of your leadership team leaves? The entire lead team needs to be bought into the vision. People move on, people get different roles, go to different jobs, but you want to make sure that culture exists after you and most of your team aren't there anymore. The only way to do that is to make sure everyone is bought into the vision and everyone's bought into the culture that you've created. Again, everyone owns building this culture. And what's extremely important is to understand that one bad apple can ruin the culture. All of that hard work you and your team have put on to create a great environment, one person, one negative person completely working against everybody else can really ruin all of the progress that you've created. So what happens if you lose this culture? It's sad to say, but culture can take years to build, but only days or months to lose. In my experience, once that culture is lost, it takes a very, very long time to rebuild. So how do you use history to secure your future for your culture? It is really important to know that people aren't just complaining to complain. Many times they're complaining for change. It's very important to look back at what happened in the past and use it to build your future. Try to figure out where the pitfalls were with the previous leadership as they tried to build their culture and failed, and use that to fuel the progress of your culture. 
ask people what happened, why it didn't succeed, what they would do differently, what they would wish their leadership did differently, and use those as building blocks to try to figure out how you can build your culture and have it sustainable. In these moments, we can't be too proud. There's no sense in trying to reinvent the wheel. We have our own ideas. We have an idea of where we want our culture to be, but utilize the failures of the past to build the road to tomorrow. Why set ourselves up to have to relearn failures, relearn the difficult times, when we can see what those who came before us did and we can build off their efforts? It is so critical that we get this right because the more times we try, the more iterations, the more failures that we have, people will start losing faith. So you want to make sure you do the right legwork, the right preparation, and you roll it out with at least 80 to 85% of your plan ready to go. There's a phrase a leader I worked for very early on in my career taught me, and you'll hear it a couple times through the episodes of this podcast. It is that one oh shit erases 10 attaboys. And what does that mean? It means one really big mess up. One instance of broken trust, one instance of not coming through for the team, one big mistake erases 10 other good things that you did. They are not equal. They are not one-for-one trades. So you'll want to always keep that in mind. And that doesn't mean you can't make a mistake. Part of building a culture is trial and error. You have good ideas. You'll try to see if those ideas work. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. That's all part of the journey. But you have to make sure as you just don't royally screw up and lose that trust and that belief that the team has in you. That is when you lose those 10 out of boys. And too much of that means all of your efforts most likely will not succeed. If you remember anything from all of this, it's that people do not forget. In my career, I've heard things brought up to me that happened 5, 6, 10 years ago. When you have people there who are with the company 15, 20, 25 years, they've seen it all, they've seen everything that comes here, and they remember what happens and they spread the word. The fact that people don't forget makes it extremely difficult to get that culture back once it's lost. Many times, it'll take a change in leadership, and even when that happens, it's difficult. And this is where the challenge comes in. You have to find a balance between building and rolling out a successful culture and figuring out how to sustain it. You have to be able to do both. Obviously, one comes before the other. But just as important as it is to build that culture the right way the first time, you have to figure out how to sustain it. And lucky for you, that's what I'm here for. Throughout the next few episodes, we'll talk about different topics that are related to building a strong, effective culture and how to prevent losing it. The first topic on culture sustainability will be in episode two, trust and psychological safety. Episode two will drop next Sunday. So subscribe, stay tuned, and watch for updates. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, you can contact me at leadinquarters at gmail.com. And remember, great leaders inspire others to believe in themselves. So stay inspired and stay motivated. Until next time.